0: Okay, so hello and welcome. I'm Sue Parmakon, a.k.a. The Divorce Doctor, and I welcome you to Heart to Heart with the Divorce Doctor and friends. Whether you or a loved one are considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, this show is what you need to listen to. Divorce seems to affect everyone in some way. It can be an overwhelming event, not only for the person going through it, but for friends and family of those divorcing too. We are here to walk the path with you, bringing you specialists who can help you make better decisions, provide you with resources, and give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that, quite frankly, can bring out your worst. And today, I'm so excited to be here with an amazing woman, Rachel Munns. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Hi. Rachel is a trainer and a speaker in the field of mental health awareness, resilience, and personal well being. She's authored two amazing books called Circus of Life, one to support teenagers and the other aimed at adults. Her books help you to understand stress and to manage well being and so avoid stress induced mental health issues. Rachel is launching a new website called My Resilient Family. This is an exciting project to help parents and families to manage stress and maintain their own personal well-being so they can provide the best support possible for those who depend on them. So, I'm so glad that you can find the time in your very busy schedule to uh, come and talk to our listeners. Thank you. It's honestly my pleasure. So, as you know, I'm from a a psychology background and stress is one of the... um, the big topics in psychology and on the the Holmes Ray life stress inventory um divorce is second only to death of a spouse with marital separation at number three so we've got two very big stresses how can we help people on the divorce journey identify the signs of
1: and cope with this sort of stress okay so stress itself um, is a It's a chemical reaction in the body. And when things happen to us, um, say, for example, we have a fight with someone or um, we get upset because the kids are upset or, you know, solicitors are arguing and finances are difficult. Whenever we experience very, very powerful emotions, um, we release a number of chemicals into our body. Um, And over a period of time, these chemicals can build up and they can become toxic. Um, and that is when we start to experience um, physical or mental signs of poor health. Um, so, warning signs would be things like finding it difficult to sleep, maybe having headaches, finding it difficult to concentrate. Um, more extreme might be um, having things like panic attacks or blackouts. Also, um, it can be very difficult. Uh, Eating patterns change. So you might just start, you know, eating for England or, you know, or you might decide that you can't, you can't stomach anything. Um, So those would be the warning signs of the fact that, that stress was beginning to become a health issue for you. Um, And I would definitely recommend if you're at that stage um, that you start to put some self-care practices in and you may even, you know, you may want to talk to, somebody wonderful like Sue who can help you and support you emotionally or to a doctor or to a counsellor or all three or all three together Yes, (laughs) yeah I mean in
0: reality it's not just the adults who are under stress it's the children too so what advice would you give to parents to minimise the stress for the children
1: ah so oh gosh what a big question Um, first of all obviously trying to keep the environment as calm as possible not involving children uh, or not using children as a weapon or as a defense Um, so trying to keep them out of it as much as is humanly possible I would say being very honest with them being open with them not trying to hide things i mean not not necessarily crying in front of them but but you know just being just being transparent i think and being honest about what is going on Um, and as i say just trying to keep them out of it as much as possible looking for the warning signs for them as well so if their sleep is disturbed all the things that i just said in the last question looking for those warning signs and getting some support for them and, and helping them to understand what is happening to, to them, why the stress is, is potentially making them not well as well, um, and getting the right kind of support for them early on.
0: Yeah, not, not using them as, as tools against the other person.
1: But that's just the worst possible thing.
0: Oh, absolutely, worst absolutely, possible thing. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing that you, you talk about a lot is resilience. How would you define resilience and why is it so important? It's a lot more than just bounce back ability, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that definition kind of, um, the simplicity of that definition kind of annoys me. Um, if you were to look in the dictionary, you'd get something along the lines of resilience, the ability to bounce back from adversity. And it is that, but, but the bounce um, suggests that you're just going to go, oh, well, whatever, and kind of just bounce back into life again. And that's actually not very healthy. Uh, you know, there are times when we feel low, when we need to feel low, um, and it's okay to feel low, and we need to go through that time. So I would say, I prefer um, the NHS definition of resilience, which is the ability to adapt. And I would even go further than that and say, okay, you get knocked down, that's going to happen. Um, you need time to to just to just to be I was going to use the word wallow but I don't mean I don't mean um, I don't mean it in a negative way I mean that you know you just need that time to allow those feelings to happen and to process them and then you learn from that and then you adapt and then you bounce back so it's a process that doesn't happen overnight and it's when we try to mask problems or pretend that they're not there or pretend that we're better than we are that really in the long run we're just gonna make the problems worse for ourselves, the emotional problems worse.
0: Yeah, it's 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 being authentic, isn't it, to yourself and to others. And not being afraid to let people know that you are feeling awful at that point in time. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean a lot of people a lot of authorities even say, you know, oh don't get don't get divorced, it'll harm the children. But it's not so much the, the divorce that harms the children, it's living in a ha- house full of conflict. So yeah. how can we help children and adults to build their resilience levels to deal with those sort of situations?
1: Um, well, again, that's a massive question and I've written a whole book on it. So um, I, I, just simple things, To start with, uh, to deal with the buildup of stress chemicals, would be to um, exercise regularly because what the exercise does is it burns off excess chemicals. Um, Also, if you can exercise outside, you get all kinds of benefits from the fresh air as well. I would say having those open and honest conversations and making time for your children um, and making time to do nice things together. It doesn't have to be expensive things, just nice things so that they have periods where they're not releasing the negative chemicals, they're releasing positive chemicals, things like serotonin, which is nicknamed the happy drug, um, but it actually um, has all kinds of benefits mentally when we are releasing serotonin. In fact, serotonin is one of the drugs that they use in uh, in antidepressants. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's natural to us. Um, so I, I would definitely say exercise openly talking, talking as much as you can, encouraging them to be as completely honest as they can be. And if they can't be with you, then getting somebody else um, that that, that they can talk to. Um, Diet is also very important. Again, you know, I'm not talking about being on a diet, but I'm talking about having a healthy, nutritious diet, because that feeds our mind and grows our mind in the same way as it does our body. And of course, when we're upset, we tend to, you know, reach for the chocolate or the, yeah. or the crisps or whatever. And that's actually quite, um, people associate food with, with physical well-being, but it actually has a huge amount to do with mental well-being as well. So just making sure that they have a healthy, balanced diet. I'm not saying they can't have chocolate, but um, as long as we have a nutritious diet, then we will be stronger mentally. I would encourage them to spend as much time as possible doing fun things, whatever hobbies they've got, after school clubs um, or spending time with friends. Um, and I would, also encourage, um, I would also encourage relaxation things, like things like meditation. Um, my son, my eldest son has an anxiety disorder um, and he has stress induced seizures. Um, I, as a consequence of that but he's got them completely under control now through meditation Um, and you know a lot of people think meditation is sitting with your legs crossed your fingers in some weird position And you know sometimes it is and some people love that but when my son meditates he lies on his bed with a pair of headphones on listening to music meditation is just about focusing the mind it's not about clearing it so you just focus on one thing at once and it actually has so many proven health benefits Mm -hmm. but if you you know if they're too young um or they're like too teenagey and they think "Eh, i'm not doing that sort of thing you can you can get forms of meditation in other ways things like doing yoga or tai chi or just going for a walk but instead of talking about problems just focus completely on what you see around you on the sky the clouds the trees the grass whatever it is you're looking at um, I'd also encourage them to keep to keep two things. One is something called a gratitude journal and the other is something called um, a positivity journal. So uh, what I do um, in the morning when I wake up, I, have a, I do a 10-minute meditation. And in that 10 minutes, I'm thinking about, I come up with like a positive thought for the day. Yep. And then when I'm finished that meditation, I then go and spend two or three minutes put some nice music on in the background and I write down my gratitude journal and that's just about looking at the things in your life that you are grateful for and that's actually again got lots of proven medical um, health benefits physical actually as well as mental and then a positivity journal is really it's kind of the same thing Um, it's at the opposite end of the day so you would ideally you want to do gratitude when you wake up positivity when you go to sleep because at those points, that's when your brain is is the, the most impressionable. So we start the day thinking about good things and we end the day reflecting back on what's happened that day and choosing three positives. And they don't have to be, you know, it could just be, wow, it was a lovely sunny day today or, you know, or actually I got through today without... Hearing mum and dad fight, or whatever it was, it's just pulling out whatever the positives are and writing them down, not just thinking them because we forget 80% of what we, you know, one day on from learning something, we forget 80% of it unless we revisit it. So, writing it down, and then you've got you start to build up this really lovely book that you can sit and look through with all the things that you're grateful for and all the positive things that have happened. And it just helps to keep focus on, you know things that are going to build them up rather than all the stuff that's going to break them down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So um,
0: can you just tell the the listeners how they can get in touch with you and the name of your book and where they can get it?
1: Okay. So um, the book is called The Circus of Life. You can get it uh, on Amazon. Uh, or you can get it on my website, my my current website as the one I use as a trainer, which is uh, resilientme.co.uk. We are, as Sue said at the beginning, we are launching um, a new website that is there specifically to support families um, in understanding stress and building resilience. That's called myresilientfamily.com. You can go to that now and pre-register um, once it's live that you'll be able to get the books on there as well and of course you can also get them on um, as an ebook, um, or you can get them from me from my website um, if you want to get in touch with me my email address is rachel at resilientme.co.uk or you can just go to the website and you can contact me through the website that's fantastic I'll put all those
0: details in the um, in the notes. On, that'll be underneath the the podcast brilliant thank you so, so just like to thank rachel for giving up her time in her very busy schedule what with moving house and building a website and building a new business i don't know how
1: you do it <laughs> i wonder myself sometimes
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you as well as being a certified divorce coach, I was divorced myself at age 50, so I've been in the same situation as you. Let me walk down the path with you as your thinking partner. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that you that this show will help you or someone in your life. Reach out to us at www.divorce-doctor.com or find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Dr. Sue Palmer-Con, PhD.